Hi, everybody! Welcome back to the Danger Hour, the most dangerous podcast this side of the mighty Mississippi. I tell you what, that's right, I am your fancy boy host, James Danger, Jamesy Poo. I'm sitting all alone in a dark room talking to myself. James, why do you always say that? You know that I'm here with you. I try to forget, goddammit. I try to forget. Oh, let's get right into it. How did you like Manfest 2014? Team? James, I, 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 I didn't go to Manfest, James. Oh, you didn't. And, and why was that? Because, James, I, I, I wasn't invited. <laughs> That's correct. You were not invited. But, James, I, I don't understand. Why can't I? Go to Manfest. Do you really have to ask me that question? After all the shows you've been on here with me, all the evidence you've stockpiled against yourself, you're really going to sit there and ask me why you weren't invited to Manfest 2014? James, what are you implying? Nothing. Except you're not a man. Oh boy, it's right out there in the open. What are you going to do with that information? James, I am too a man. I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, as much of a man as you or the next guy is. Well, I don't think so because uh, you weren't invited to Manfest. Oh, just keep twisting the dagger. James, your words are hurtful, but I don't mind it. Why? Because I'm planning my own Manifest, James. <laughs> I can't possibly imagine who you'd be inviting. Lito's already on board. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, I've heard enough. Let's get into Manfest. 2014, teen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Manfest is the annual festival of men. That's right. I throw it each year. You leave the women behind. You go up into the woods. And you eat like kings. You drink like fish, and you do other stuff, and you camp, and you enjoy nature at its finest, at, <laughs> as it was intended to be. Yeah, it's great. And uh, according to my calculations, this was the seventh year in a row we've gone, although it did not start off as Manfest. No, it did not. It kind of took on a life of its own a few years into it. Because the first uh, three years, it was, I was invited whitewater rafting. So I was invited to, you know, <laughs> I was invited to their own kind of manifest, but it wasn't dubbed that. It was uh, each year, you know, a group of dudes go out, whitewater rafting, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I just saw how poorly it was planned. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. These people doing it all wrong. For example, like one guy or a couple guys were in charge of getting all the food and they were just horrible with managing all that. So with the money that they asked for everybody, which was, it seemed like a lot, there wasn't enough food or some dudes didn't go rafting and they stayed behind and rafting you're out there for like seven hours. So they're just hanging out, getting high, eating all the food, <laughs> you know, so and then you come back and most of the food's gone. It's like, hey, what, the, what, the, what the fuck? So, uh, yeah, about the fourth year, I decided, you know what? Let's just go straight camping and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over this bitch. And that's what happened. And then Manfest was born. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Try to get the guys out there, a group of dudes. We go up, uh, just have a fucking blast. Uh, although, it is, it is difficult to get people to commit. There's a lot of flakes in the world, I'm sure you know. People that say they're in, and then, you know, at the last minute, oh, I can't go, or I'm not going. That happened this time, happens every year. So uh, I don't really, I don't lock it in until fucking the last week, pretty much, the last few days. We got two drop out. We only had a group of six this year. Still, it was a blast. So, let me tell you this about Manfest. We're driving up in the vehicle, 
Fail drove, friend of the danger hour, in the passenger seat was Lido, the boy wonder sidekick, and in the back seat, uh, excuse me, was myself and the furious Eddie Gears. That's right. All danger alumni. As we're driving up, we're talking about some gay stuff. Not very manly, the drive up, it turns out. <laughs> we're talking about eating healthy. And uh, once we get up to the mountain, the subject of movies and crying during them comes up. Okay? Now, we all admit that we cried during movies. And if you listen to this show, then you know what movie I cried during. And I'm ashamed to admit it. But hey, I'm manly enough to admit it. I cried during the Miserable. <laughs> le, le Miserable. However you fucking say it. That's right. I cried like a fucking baby. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. I have gotten misty-eyed over other movies. I have even gotten watery-eyed. I have even shed a single tiny tear. But let me go on record to say, during Les Miserables, I fucking cried like a baby. Not like, <laughs> but tears were, I'm not, I was like the Creed song. Tears go streaming down my face. <laughs> I'm telling you. And so Eddie Gears was shocked to hear this. He couldn't believe it. He's like, during that fucking movie? Really? That one? That's the movie? So I'm explaining. I'm not killing for you. You know, I don't like to ruin movies for people. So I was explaining to him uh, what the movie was about. And they were all shocked. Oh, wow, dude. I didn't know it was that dark. I was like, yeah, you probably thought as much of fucking people dancing around singing, right? Yeah, pretty much. So what I want to take away from this, what I want you to take away from this is I want to challenge you. If you didn't hear the first challenge on the other show, if you're new to the show, whatever. Or maybe you forgot. Or maybe you just didn't give a fuck, but now I'm telling you, I'm challenging you once again. Rent the movie, Les Miserables. Watch it by yourself. At night. In the quietness, okay? Really let yourself get into it. I really want you to take it seriously. And please, tell me if you cried or not. Okay? I'm fucking dead serious and I'm curious as hell. Please, take this time <laughs> and the dedication to, to uh, take this mission on and accomplish the mission. I'm not saying you have to cry. I'm just saying watch the movie and report back to me at the danger hour. No? Sorry? Yeah. Wait, how's it go? <laughs> the danger hour at yahoo.com. That's my email. Just email me. I'm the only guy that looks at the emails. And uh, I don't have to include your name. I won't do that if you don't want me to. I just want to have like a little, like a little tally. So if you've seen the movie and if you cried. Because I don't think I'm alone in this one. I think, I think if you guys out there have, uh, have a heart and have the balls to admit it. I think there's more, uh, more of us out there. And I'm going to say us because I don't want to feel alone. <laughs> oh, man. So please take the Les Miserables challenge for me. Please. For me. Or you could even uh, message me, uh, facebook.com slash the danger hour. Look at that. Everybody wins. So come on, get back to me. Okay, so we get up to the mountain. We get all the way up there. We find our spot. Right away when we're driving up, there's this creepy fucking guy. Just standing out in the open. And he's like looking, <clears throat> looking down the road at our vehicle. As we're approaching, he's just staring like a creep. I, right away, I go, you know what, dude? Fuck this. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Because it, it was him and these two other dudes. And they just get, they creeped me out. And their campsite was like really close to ours. And I said, Let's just keep going, man. Let's find something else. Because they, they have half you can reserve online. And the other half are first come, first serve. So that was the plan to begin with. So I'm not trying to bitch out right off the bat. I didn't like it. The plan was, let's go check out the site. If we don't like it, let's relocate. And that's just what we did. So we found ourselves a cool-ass spot. Overlooking, oh man, beautiful view. Gorgeous. Fucking gorgeous. Uh, nice. Telling you. Beautiful. So we set everything up, blah, 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 blah. 
let me tell you something. Let me, t- let me give you the outlines, all right? I don't want to bore you all night with fucking little details. If you remember last Manfest, I told you about a, an individual I dubbed the Wetback Camp Nazi. Now, this is a woman who is like in charge of part of the campground. And she, her job is to go around and, you know, inform people, uh, you know, give them the details, blah, blah, blah. Don't keep, don't keep the wood close to the fire. You know what I'm talking about. She cleans up the campsites, blah, blah, blah. Uh, takes reservations, all that stuff. What do you call her? So last year we were there in the same place. She happened to be there and she seemed like kind of a cunty chick. She just kept like harassing us. Now I realized what it was. Bobbert got there before us last year. We got there late. And I think he gave her some attitude. So then she was like kind of like on these, these dudes. And since we were a part of the group, we, uh, you know, she wasn't mean, just sort of annoying. And so, uh, what they fucking did was they knocked down a tree last year. They broke this small tree, a sapling, if you will. And she came around and she knows the campground, you know. So she's like, hey, who, who broke the tree? And right away they lied about it, you know. So she knew they were lying. And so, uh, you know, that was a problem. So this year, same lady. But I have to admit, she's really fucking nice. And I see the error in my ways. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to retract the wetback camp Nazi name. I'm just gonna call her Snowflower, because if you also remember, last year, she told us, "Don't touch the snowflower." <laughs> Do you see that red flower over there? It's growing all by itself in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. It's very rare. It's a color snowflower. So she kept going on and on about the snowflower. She'd come by a handful of times, and every time she'd come by, she would talk about not touching the goddamn snowflower. Now, this made me laugh all the time. Every time she'd come by, don't touch the snowflower. So this year, I didn't see any snowflowers around. So when she came around, I couldn't help myself. You know, I started fucking with her. I was like, hey, any snowflowers this time of year? Oh, I have not seen enough snowflowers. What's the big deal with the snowflowers? Why do you like them so much? Well, I think they're beautiful. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're actually a fungus. <laughs> so I go, what? It's a fungus, then why do you care so much about it? Like I said, because they're beautiful. <laughs> My absolute favorite part, though, is I'm like, hey, let's say there was a, a snowflower right here. What would you tell us? I would say, don't touch it. <laughs> it was perfect. And I informed Lido and the rest of the dudes on the way on the drive up there that rattlesnakes no longer rattle because they're adapting because the ones that rattle wind up bringing attention to themselves and get killed. And the ones that don't rattle wind up living. So they're passing that on through the through uh, gener- offspring, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they're not rattling anymore. So I, I brought it up to her. And, you know, I'm just trying to fuck with her as much as I can because this is all hysterical to me. Just listening to her talking go on and on. So I'm like, hey, have you heard that rattlesnakes aren't rattling anymore? Yes, I have heard that. It's true. And Lito, I thought you were fucking with me. No, it's true. <laughs> and uh, she says, yeah, so I seen a rattlesnake one time and I said, hey, you snake, get out of here. You better leave. And they listened to me. And right away, I, you know, I, I loved it. I'm like, hey, are you telling me you've summoned the power of the snow flower and it gave you the ability to speak to animals? And then she just looked at me like I was a retard. And she's like, no, but sometimes they listen to me. <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know. I just, this might not even be funny. It was funny to me. Maybe you had to be there. There was also this large tree, huge tree that was, uh, that was knocked over on our campsite. It was on the ground. It was full of uh, woodpecker holes. And uh, I was like, hey, what's up with that tree? How come it fell down? And uh, I forget what she told me, but she says, You know, this one time, there were this group of people. They tell me, do you have any activities for us to do? And I say, well, no, not really. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to tell them something. And I said, hey, I know what you can do. Just can go look for the holy tree. And so 
they went looking for the holy tree. And you see that tree way over there? It's different color than the rest of the trees. <laughs> We're like, yeah, we see it. Well, it's there's something wrong with the tree. That's why it's discolored. But they thought that was the holy tree. And I found them standing around the tree praying to the tree. And I thought they were crazy. And I said, no, no, that's not the holy tree. And they say, well, which is the holy tree? And I told them, the one with all the holes in it. <laughs> oh, Christ, I love this woman. And I look over and Bobbert's, <laughs> Bobbert's scowling at me, right? And uh, finally she takes off and uh, she leaves. And he's like, you fucking dick. Why do you, why do you keep talking to her and, and keeping her around? <laughs> and so that was the legend of the snowflower. She lives on, on, on. I'm sorry. All right. So the activities that manifest encompassed. Let me give you the list. And uh, we had a blast, dude. We played some beer pong. We did, uh, uh, Feo brought, uh, I didn't play it, but he brought a beanbag game. Uh, ladder ball, that's the one I brought. We played catch with baseball. We played catch with a football. Uh, I brought my BB gun. We shot cans and bottles. All this manly stuff. So the dude brought a slingshot, which is fucking hard to use, by the way. And uh, But the best one, hands down, the best and most fun activity Thank Bobbert for this one. He brought a driver and a and a big bag of golf balls. We, and he brought like a bunch of those plastic little tees. So we just wound up setting up golf balls and hitting the fucking balls off this ridge out into the distance. It was awesome. It was so great. We all had a blast. A blast. If you want to see video... Of the six of us taking some swings, you can go to Instagram at the Danger Hour, and you and I put a little I put a little uh, quick thing of all six of us slicing them. So, uh, dude, that was awesome. If you haven't done this, you have to. It's got to be like on your bucket list: hitting golf balls off a ridge into a fucking valley of trees. The beauty and simplicity. <laughs> so after we're at our golf balls, we decided. After we uh, ingested something, <laughs> we decided that we should go take a walk and try to have a search and rescue mission for golf balls, which is kind of a stupid idea, but also very adventurous and manly, I might add. So we started going down this hill. Now, I'm telling you, the hill we were hitting golf balls off of right at the at the, right where our camp is, you just take a walk and you're on this cliff and it just goes... Uh, not an, you know, I'm not good with angles. It was very steep <laughs> and it was just probably, we try to calculate it about 200 yards down and, uh, just really steep. And as we're walking down this fucking hill and you know, the ground's all loose. So like our footing is getting all loose and it's me, Bobbert and the furious Eddie gears. I'm like, I'm like C3PO on this mission. I'm like a little bitch. Uh, Lido and Feo went to the store to get some, I don't know, they went to get something. And so it was just us three. And we were out there walking down the hill. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm C-3PO. And I'm like, we must turn back. This is this is too much. We're It's too steep. We cannot walk back up. <laughs> they kept telling me like, dude, come on. Stop being a bitch. Let's go. And I go, Dick, look. Look at what we're doing. Take a look back behind us. Look how far we've gone. It's not even that far. And look how high it is. And they both look up like, we can do it and I'm just like C-3PO the whole time we shouldn't do it we should turn back it's too steep and they're like hey man if you want to go away you can go back up there like we're gonna keep going and then you know when you get told that you can't just go back up okay you gotta keep tracking on and uh I was glad we did because we we eventually got down like 200 yards down we got to a a trail and so he wound up walking the long way around the mountain and it winds up right back up at the fucking camp. So it wound up working out. And we found like 15 golf balls. It was a camping miracle. <laughs> it was a blast. So later on, after a more serious drinking and more ingesting of stuff, uh, uh, maybe sandwiches, maybe something else. I'm not, I'm not saying. <laughs> Someone had the bright idea 
to take that hike, but reverse. That's right. Walk down the trail and then walk up the face of the mountain, which let me tell you was no easy task. And we were all like not even halfway through huffing and puffing and looking up like it was Everest. Like, ah, we still got all that to do. This is a horrible idea. And we were dying. I'm telling you, we're all sweating like fucking pigs. We're all like uh, red, huffing, puffing. We're all out of shape, except for Eddie Gears, like a mountain goat hopping up that shit. But we we all made it. We all got to the top. And I'm telling you, there's no greater feeling than that. Oh, man, it was it was incredible. I'm not exaggerating. It was about 200 yards, like almost as straight up as you can make it without being 90 degrees. Okay. And it was it was an incredible feeling getting up there. And we all felt like, you know, we bonded and shit. And the manliness was overwhelming. It was great. The extreme hike, we conquered it. And then, uh, you know, just to wrap it up. And then the second night, we, uh, we ended the night by being sophisticants. That's right. We popped up some, uh, some whiskey and we, we bought some cigars when we stopped on the way up at that general store. And uh, Jesus Christ, what a great fucking weekend. Oh, I suggest you do it. Take your group of your buddies and go up in the mountains and, uh, and have a blast. Have plenty of activities to do. <laughs> so, oh, oh, one more thing. There's really nothing like the feeling. Because uh, at one point I, I got away from the group. And I went to take a piss. And then uh, I decided to take a little, eh, like a short walk, not even far at all. And I sat on the side of this hill and I was just looking out at that gorgeous view. And there's no, no, there's nothing like sitting somewhere and just hearing nothing at all, but the sound of the wind through the trees. I'm telling you, no planes flying overhead, no cars driving in the background, no people chatting, no music lingering from far away. None of it. No birds chirping. For some reason, it was just dead silent, and all you heard was the wind blowing through the trees. It was, it was incredible. It doesn't last long, though. <laughs> oh. And then, you know, the guys came down, and we started chatting, and then uh, I get them to shut up for a bit. It's like, just listen, listen. And then we all got it, all right? We all understood. <laughs> All right. You know what? I got to say something real quick to Lido. I got to say, fuck you, Lido. You know why? This dude, he, uh, he soiled Manfest for me, okay? With his wicked, wicked ways. Do you know what he did to me? He took a picture of me dozing off just for a brief moment near midnight, the second night, okay, of two days of partying. The second night near midnight. All right. He took a picture of me. He snapped it real quick and he posted it once we got back like a bitch. Dude, fuck this guy, okay? I got to set the record straight. This dude over those two days was during the daytime, which I never did, by the way, was dozing off throughout the day at different points, okay? In his lawn chair. And at other times, he refused beers. Like, hey, anyone want a beer? Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm good. Okay? You want to point out fingers like a bitch? How dare you, sir? <laughs> and he's drinking Bud Light, by the way. Oh, man. And he didn't participate in all the activities, if you know what I mean. So he has no right to say anything. Okay? And, and on top of that, I'm not kidding. I doze off for like, like a 20, 30 seconds, then I pop right back to life. Once I realized he took a picture of me, I was. <laughs> but at this point, Fayo and Eddie Gears were both passed out in their chairs. Just me and Lito awake. And so, yeah, I was tired of his company. <laughs> but uh, they also called me out for the first night. Going to bed first. Now, once again, let me clear the air. The first night, I called it a night first. I didn't fall asleep first. Again, Eddie Gears and Fail 
sleeped asleep in the chair in their chairs around the campfire. I was just like, all right, I'm pretty tired. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed. Now I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it, and I walked to my tent. Before I was even in my bag, I heard Leto in his tent, in his sleeping bag, zipped up, boop, <laughs> right before me. So fuck these guys, okay? They can talk all the shit they want. I know in my heart of hearts that I manned it up that weekend, okay? And you can't take that away from me, goddammit. And now everyone, all of you know the truth. I just had to put it out there. <laughs> And just to wrap up Manfest, I I got a text uh, from Eddie, the furious Eddie Gears, saying, and I quote, this weekend was the best time I've had camping, period. Wow, look at that. You know, it's kind of stressful planning these, these trips every year. But to hear that, you know, makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> uh, on a related note, it seems that young people, more and more, I think this is pretty obvious, maybe if you think about it, but uh, it kind of surprised me at first, because I don't think about it. Melito said that he told some young person he was going camping, I think it was a, like a co-worker, a girl, and uh, <laughs> she was like, like, what do you mean? Like, you're going to get a, you're gonna get like a cabin or something? And he's like, no, we're going to go camping in a tent. What do you mean like a tent? Like, what do you sleep? He goes, <laughs> in a sleeping bag. Like on the floor? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so what do you do up there? He's like, well, you, you just hang out, you know, blah, blah, blah. You do this, you do that. Uh, that sounds boring. <laughs> it's fucking kids, dude. Are, are we losing that? I'm, I'm really, man, I'm really trying to instill in my kids. I'm, I'm mad. I'm really, I'm really trying to keep the old school approach, even though I'm not even old school. I'm trying to hang on to something. They love camping, so uh, we're actually going to go soon. We're going. We're going next weekend. That's right. I'm already booked. I'm. We're even going the month after. Every summer, I want to go a handful of times and get these kids going, man, and get them uh, get just get it in them. So when they get older, they want to keep it going. Because uh, I don't really like what I'm seeing. <laughs> these fucking kids. I'm even trying to like keep them away from like the iPods and the tablets. Every time I see them sitting around. If they got that, I take it right out of their hands. Like, nah, why don't you go outside and ride your bike? Why don't you uh, play with the Legos? Why don't you fucking do something? I mean, I think, I think there's got to be a balance because if I just let them, they would be wrapped up in these, in in these handheld devices all day long or watching TV all day. If if you don't regulate them, regulate them, regulators. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's hard. So. Maybe I'm even being like kind of like a Nazi about it. Like, no, you cannot touch those things. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want them to be... Cause, uh, drives me fucking nuts. You go everywhere. You see kids just looking at their phones, the screens all the time. That's all they're doing. So uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm just, I'm trying. But uh, <laughs> I think they need to get comfortable with the idea of just sitting by themselves doing nothing. I think it's even hard for us to do that, right? When I take a shit, I take my phone with me. Or I, or I take a book or something to do. It's it's hard just to sit down and do nothing, right? Oh, well. Uh, this reminds me of something I heard. Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I heard him on a podcast one time. Um, that dude has an interesting story. But what he, something he something I took away from it was... Because of the way he grew up and the way he uh, treats his kids, the way, you know, the way kids are nowadays. That if his kids ever leave the lights in their room on, he'll unscrew the light bulbs, like loosen them up. So when you turn the light on, it won't turn on. And they'll be like, oh, daddy, it's, it's dark. I'm scared. He's like, hey, well, <laughs> if you don't want to learn to properly conserve, then I'm going to take the light away. And I like that shit. But it's probably more like, if you don't properly conserve, I will take the light away. Ah, get down. Right? Something like that. But I like that idea. But he even, he even goes more extreme about it. Okay? This dude, growing up in Austria, they had a well that was 200 yards away from their house. And they'd have, him and his brother would have to walk to the well 
get the water, and walk it back to their house. And I guess in the wintertime, that wasn't a fun task. And so that's a far walk. And they would have this bucket of water, and they would all bathe with that same bucket of water. First, it would be like the father and the mother, or maybe the mother first, then the father, then the brother. Then he was last, and the water was all gray. (laughs) But that's what he had to use. You know, they didn't have showers back then where he was from. And so uh, what he did now in his house, now listen, this guy, you know, he's a multimillionaire. He's got a huge house living in California, right? He installed this device in his shower that after five minutes, the hot water goes out. (laughs) And he tells his kids, you don't need more than five minutes to take a shower. You don't need to waste water, you know? And he just remembers back at him as a kid what he had to do. And so it's like, hey, you got five minutes. That's all you need. Get it done. Fucking nuts. I, I, I think I like that. It's a little out there, but I think I like it. You know, they're going to they're, they're gonna get it. <laughs> I'm sure they get it. But uh, anyway. Oh, it's time for... Can I take a guess, James? You may. Yeah, yeah. You may take a guess. Sure. Because I saw you eyeballing that bottle, I'm going to say it's time for This Week in Root Beer. That's right. It's time for This Week in Root Beer. All right. That was very nice, James. Thank you. Uh, I can tell you're buttering me up. You're still not going to be invited to Manfest next year. Oh, James. Oh, are you down? <laughs> I don't think so, sir. Oh, James, you called me sir. <laughs> don't get used to that. All right, so this week in root beer. Oh, this week is a fancy one. I saw this root beer by chance at the store the other day at the famous fancy store, Sprouts. It's called Virgil's. I've had this before. I do not think I've done it on the show, though. Uh, Let's see. Root beer using natural ingredients. Uh, listen Listen to this. We brew a root beer so pure, so rich and creamy, you'll swear it's made in heaven. <laughs> Look at these guys. All right. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Let me take a drink real quick. Official taste test. It's not bad. It's a good root beer. I have to admit. And I hate to admit it. I don't think it's better than a still. I think a has them all beat. <laughs> so far. And that was This Week in Rupee, everybody. James, that was, that was pretty lame. Well, that's the whole point of the segment. It's a lame segment. That's right. Okay, let's move on. Oh, should we talk about shit, everybody? James, what do you mean? What do you mean shit? That's, that's vulgar. It's okay. It's a natural part of life because everybody shits. Just like that one R.E.M. song, right? Everybody shits. I think it hurts, James. Oh, not every shit hurts. Only some of them do. Hey-oh! Oh, James. That's beneath you. And so is my shit. Let's move on. So I read this thing, or I saw a video or something. Uh, someone just posted it today. It's about ass gaskets. James, is that, the, is that the papers you put down in the toilet? That's right. I call them ass gaskets as I'm sure you probably do too. They are put down on the toilet to protect you, correct? I think so, James. I think I just like the feel of them. <laughs> uh, I, You know what they say on this little thing, this video that I saw, that they're not really doing you much good. Something like, uh, let's see, how's it go? I'm not very good at, at, at retaining information and then, <laughs> and then telling you about it later. I'm pretty bad at that. But I think it was something like, you might as well just sit your bare ass, bare ass on the bare seat because you really can't contract any diseases from sitting on a toilet seat that's dirty. Uh, and that those papers are just, it's just for like a peace of mind. It's still fucking gross though if you think about it. I don't want to sit on some <laughs> some bare seat. But the the the, stu- the study or whatever it says says that uh, any of the germs that you find on a toilet seat, most of them, 
are going to be naturally found on your ass anyway. And that the germs found there, like your skin is a natural deterrent from them. So they're not going to get into your, into your body at all. And, but they say it's possible for, for you to get like E. coli through a toilet seat if you got open sores in your asshole. <laughs> so you better not take that chance. James, what are you implying? Uh, maybe that you have open sores in your asshole. I do not, James. They healed. <laughs> well, I'm still telling you, you probably don't want to take that chance. You're probably right, James. So uh, the other thing, too, is they said you have... 200 times more shit particles on your cutting board than there is on a, to- on a toilet seat. Do you understand that? Do you believe that? But James, how's that possible? I told my wife the same thing and she was like, no, that's bullshit. There's no way. And I said, okay, let's analyze this for a second. And I will tell you the same thing. Let's analyze this for one second. You sit down on the toilet in the bathroom. You're shitting. The shit is not getting anywhere but inside the toilet unless you do shit on the seat somehow. (laughs) I guess it's possible. But uh, once you flush, the shit goes airborne. The little shit particles fly up in the air and they get on everything in your bathroom. Okay? They get on the sink. They get on the sink handles it gets on your toothbrush if it's out there all right now listen to this it gets on your towels so even though you're not touching the shit you know the shit's going all over the place the whole bathroom is is infested with shit particles okay now let's keep in mind you're also wiping your ass you may Get some shit particles on your hand. You know? Nobody's perfect. <laughs> you may get shit particles on your hand. Then what do you do? You're picking up your pants after you're done, right? So those shit particles are now on your pants. Now, then you wash your hands. You wash them real good, right? And then you turn off the faucet that has shit particles on it. But James... What if you use the back of your wrist? Uh-huh. Good. That's going to uh, help you out in a, in, a, in a sense. Sure. You use the back of your hand to turn off the faucet if you have that kind of faucet. Not the one that you have to turn in, in a 360 or 180, whatever you call it. But the ones that just have like an on and off. You know what I'm talking about. But then you go to your trusty shit particle towel <laughs> and you wipe your hands on that. And then you maybe even wipe your face. Now you got shit particles all over your hands and all over your face. But James, what if I don't use the towel? Well, what if you touch the doorknob on the way out of the bathroom? That is full of shit particles as well. But James, what if I put my hand inside my shirt and then open the door with my shirt? Okay. Now, you've walked out of the bathroom and a little bit later... Your pants are starting to sag, or maybe you got like a little itch, and you touch the area that you pulled your pants up when you were done taking a shit, and lo and behold, the shit particles now transfer back onto your hands. And then, a bit later, you have a little itch on your eye. Now you put shit particles on your eye. Do you see what's happening here? The whole world is a shit particle infestation of itself, okay? It never stops. I don't think you can be completely shit particle free. (laughs) Now, that being said, after we've analyzed the whole shit particle process, are you going to use the ask gaskets in a public bathroom? You bet your ass you are. No pun intended. I'm still going to because, yes, it does make me feel like I'm a little cleaner. Oh boy, but there are shit particles everywhere. And then you wonder why. They find feces in the ice at the restaurants. They find, you know, feces everywhere. Because it is everywhere. Is there a way you can go to the bathroom and not have any shit particles? Maybe. 
if you have some kind of like futuristic toilet that that has like a perfect seal on your ass and then uh once you're done it somehow sucks everything with like air pressure that sucks out so that they don't go airborne and then you also get like that bidet stuff you know it sprays your ass pretty good <laughs> i don't know maybe that's possible you know who cares the point is at this day and age that we live in i would say most of you have a shit particle infested bathroom and uh, it's getting spread like wildfire like a shitty fire <laughs> burn baby burn all right speaking of shit particles no not really paul mccartney <laughs> Today is his birthday. That's right. Paul McCartney is 72 years young. I hate when people say that, by the way. But uh, what I want to say about Paul McCartney is, do you remember what I said about getting tickets to his show, which I did for the Dodger Stadium performance in August? Do you remember what I said? Do you recall? I said, what was I thinking? Why haven't I gotten tickets to this guy sooner? And I've been doing a lot of thinking. He's not going to be around too long. I better get on it now. Who knows if he'll even tour again after this one. He might call it. A, he might wrap it up after this and he's done. Lo and behold. This fucking guy. Canceled a bunch of his Japanese tour. Because he got a virus. And he was sick. Right? I seen that story. Paul McCartney cancels tour because of a virus. I'm like oh shit. He's going to die. And I won't be able to see him. I started getting all selfish. Man, you better get healed and then do this show I want to go to first and then you can die, all right, man? I mean, honestly, you can die once I see you, man, but uh, keep it together until then. Paul, come on, dude. P. McSee, help me out. Help me out. Help! I need somebody. That wasn't your song, but you get the gist. Come on, Paul. Just just hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. Do it for your old pal, Jamesy. Do, what, what do I got to do to get you to hang in there for me? Do I got to pray? Would praying help? God, please, God, please. You came on the show last week, so I know we're in good standing. Please help Paul McCartney be healthy. Do not take him yet, okay? I think the show is August 9th. You may take him August 10th, but please, please let him perform at Dodger Stadium and please let him kill it. Okay? No pun intended. Once again. All right. And, uh, amen. Holy shit! James! God? James! Yes? This is God. Yeah, I, I, I know. Paul McCartney will be alive and well, James. For your concert. Oh, great. That's great news. I cannot say the same about Ringo. Well, nobody really cares about Ringo. This is God. <laughs> okay. How you doing, God? James! Yes? I want to tell you. Yeah? Manfest was a complete success and is reinforcing the real way people should live their lives. Are you still talking about the gay stuff? It is the only way! <laughs> okay. This is God. Okay, alright. Uh, I've been doing a lot of thinking since the last time you were on the show, talking about how gay is the right way. It is the only way, James! Okay. But uh, I was thinking about the Bible. Why is it talking- The Bible is nonsense, James! Don't you realize that? Well, I don't know. It's supposed to be a holy book, right? It's as holy as a tree the snowflower lady wanted you to see. <laughs> All right. The Bible is horribly mistranslated and edited. It is used to control the masses, James. People believe what they want to believe. Yeah, that does, that does make a lot of This is God. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. James. Yes, God. James! Yes! Yes! Let me further prove my point, James. The Bible condemns eating shellfish far more than it mentions homosexuality. But people seem to overlook that, don't they, James? Yes. 
They love their shrimp, right, James? Why are you talking to me like that? I don't know. Okay. This is God. All right, all right. <laughs> I know. So, <clears throat> I know you've already said it a handful of times, but I really just want to just make it clear before I try anything new and different. You're really saying that gay is the right way. It is the only way, James. Think about it. Okay, I've thought about it. No, I was not done talking, James. I was taking dramatic pauses. <laughs> All right. Think about it. Every living thing on this planet all mate in the doggy star position. It is the only way. Wow, that huh. That does make a lot of sense. Are we the only one that does missionary position? The only species missionary. <laughs> this is God. All right. Uh, I, I have another question real quick. Yes? Uh, can you explain in more detail why women are here? Last time you were on the show, you said something about their mutation. That is correct. So can you further illustrate how they, ha how they have come to be? Yes, James. Women were created after a dude was bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> what? You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so a dude was bitten by a radioactive spider. How does that even come to be? It matters not how the spider became radioactive, James. What matters is the outcome. All right. So what exactly happened? The dude was bitten twice on his chest. Both areas swelled up into full C-cups. <laughs> Quiet, James. Sorry. The toxicity of the bite resulted in body hair loss. He lost significant body mass as well, and his muscles were reduced in size, and his cock and balls were sucked up into his body. <laughs> wow, I didn't know you can talk like that. How come you're saying those vulgar words? I created law language, James. I can say what I wish. I guess that's true. Of course it's true, James. This is God. <laughs> okay. Uh, carry on. Anyway, the bites were round and darkened. And as a result, that's where nipples came from, James. I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. So, <laughs> because of the radioactive spider bites, the chest area swelled up. So full C cups <laughs> and the bites became discolored and round and that's where nipples come from and the poison and toxins from the spider caused the overall shrinking of the body frame, uh, most body hair to fall out and the density of the muscles to shrink dramatically, thus creating woman? Is that right? More or less. But you forgot the part about the cock and balls. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You can't make this stuff up, James. Okay. Uh, God, while I have you on the show once again. Yes? Do you think I can ask you another one of the secrets of the universe? I will allow it. Thank you. So, have you heard of the Big Crunch Theory? Absolutely. Okay, uh, for the listeners, if you're not aware of what that is, it's that the universe after the Big Bang has been expanding since then. And at some point, it will stop expanding. And much like a, an atomic bomb explosion, it's going to suck back on itself, you know? And uh, I don't know what happens next. I guess that's my question. Is, uh, is there something to that? I will answer your question, James. Thank you. <laughs> the Big Crunch is indeed true. After the universe is done expanding, which it's pretty close to stopping doing, I'm going to tell you. Really? Uh, it's going to start coming back down upon itself. And then once it gets all the way down to where the Big Bang started, a new Big Bang will arise, creating this all over again. Oh, wow. Is that what's been going on? It has been happening forever, James. <laughs> so, 
So are you, is it possible then that you've talked to someone like me on another podcast on some other reality and some other time? No. <laughs> okay. All right. This is God. <laughs> James, I will tell you one more thing before I go. I have things to do. Can't be here all night, you know. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time and answering my McCartney prayer. Ringo is doomed, James. I know you said that, and I don't think anyone cares. Yeah, I know. Okay. When it comes to the universe, James, let me tell you this. It's First of all, it's far too complicated to explain to your puny human brain. But just think of your planet, Earth, as an orange hanging on a tree along with many other oranges. This tree is located in my backyard, surrounded by many other trees. Some oranges fall off early. Some are misshapen. Some are filled with a wormhole. Pun intended. And some are near perfect which are picked and used for other purposes. So take Earth. Is Earth one of the perfect ones? Picked and used for a greater purpose? No. Earth is the orange that looks promising, but then is slowly covered by a grotesque mold, which will eventually break the orange down, destroying it. Humans are that mold. Oh my god, you just... You just blew my mind. It's what I do. Till next time, faggot. Wow. That was... That was incredible. He just called me a faggot? <laughs> okay. Uh, geez, after, after God makes an appearance in the show, there's no, there's no way you can follow it. So I just got to keep... I just got to close it out with... I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's. I fancy that. Fancy. fancy. All right, fancy times. First of all, I fancy. I fancy when a friend breaks up with someone that you don't like. All right, it recently happened. This is a friend of a friend, by the way, not one of my close friends. Just this person was with another person. And I didn't like this other person, okay? You know what? Fuck it. It was a guy. I, I did not like this dude. I couldn't stand him. You know, I'd run into him with, uh, in get-togethers, and he just... Uh, not like... I don't know. I don't know if he was... He was sort of a dick, but not on purpose. I don't know. He just was a... You know, some people, you just... They rub you the wrong way. I didn't like this dude. And it turns out, not even bringing it up, other people just told me, like, oh, I don't like that guy. Really? <laughs> you feel the same way? And, uh, yeah, most people did not like this dude. And finally, she breaks up with the guy. And everybody was like, oh, yes. Great. But it didn't last long because they got back together. <laughs> But that feeling, that's that's feeling no matter how how long it lasts, that feeling that yes, 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 you did the right thing. You know, I oh I fancy that feeling. There's nothing worse than like a friend or a family member gets with somebody who is just a fucking nightmare of a person. And the worst thing is if the if if the person who is your friend or family member allows this other person to change them. Oh, that's the worst. And it's happened, and it happens. But, but it really you really do got to blame your family member or your friend for letting it happen. But uh, you know that's neither here nor there. The real thing I'm trying to say. Damn, this is a, this supposed to be a happy one. I fancy when someone breaks up with a douchebag. All right. That's my fancy. The other thing I fancy, I recently bought the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I was at the store with my kids and I saw it on Blu-ray for a great price. And I said, hey, you know what? I haven't seen this movie in 10 years, but I think I liked him. 
No, I liked them. I remember liking them. I don't remember most of it, so I bought them. Uh, I haven't really seen the whole third one yet, but this week I've been watching them with my kids. Man, they're long. But, God, I love them. The first one is by far the best so far. First one's fucking amazing. The Fellowship of the Ring. I really dug it. They're great fucking movies. I, but I'm sure you already knew that. <laughs> uh, I'm just... I guess it's a, it's a, it's two fancies. Okay? Two, two and one. The first one is I fancy the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Second one is I fancy when you get to buy a movie that you saw years ago and it, and it holds a fond place in your heart and then when you watch it it's not because it's oh man it's happened way too many times where i i'll buy a movie i used to watch as a kid like oh this movie's great then you watch it and it's just dated and it's horrible and it's like oh man i used to like this <laughs> so i fancy when you buy a movie that you haven't seen for a long time and it's and it's fucking badass okay that's what happened this time and uh, man, my kids love it. Actually, my daughter gets scared by all the, <laughs> all the creatures. What are they called? The orcs. Because I creeped out by those. But my kid loves. My little boy loves it. Oh man, look at that. <sighs> Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings, on Blu-ray. Buying a movie that still is awesome when you re- when you see it. Uh, presently, <laughs> and. When a friend or a friend of a friend or a family member breaks up with a douchebag. All of that stuff. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fucky moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Ooh, yeah. I can feel that deep down inside. Fuck you moment. The fuck you tonight goes to bandwagon sports fans. That's right. James, are you referring to the Kings fans? You are correct. All of a sudden, everybody's a Kings fan. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Nobody ever talks about hockey. Nobody. No. Buddy, okay? No one mentions a single thing about hockey during the season. Nobody mentions the Kings at all. But once the Stanley Cup Finals come around, everybody's a fan. (laughs) Fuck you guys. Oh, man. L.A. is the worst. All right? L.A. are the biggest bunch of bandwagging fucking assholes out of all of them. Anything to be cool. All right. And I live, you know, on the outskirts of LA. I'm in LA County. So I'm ripping on my own people. But you know what? They deserve it. Dickheads. And, you know, recently um, I did some internet talking about this. And this guy's like, no, man. I like the new hockey fans. I like that people are getting into it. Yeah, fine. Fine, but don't start like raving about the fucking kings on the internet. Oh, the kings, the kings. It's like, enjoy it. And then, you know, slowly get into it. Don't start jumping and cheering and waving your flag around. Take it easy. Relax. All right? I'm telling you, dude, LA, if if anything is going on in LA, if LA is doing well, Everyone all of a sudden, oh man, that's cool, man. Fucking posers. LA's just a bunch of phony fucks. I'm sure you all know. I'm sure you know. Um, Not all of LA, of course. Generalizing, but... (laughs) Let me tell you something. I... You start hearing all the hype about hockey, especially because the home team is in it. And the other night, I was watching Netflix, and my kids went outside to go ride their bikes or something. I was sort of out of it because I worked that night. And uh, they went outside. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see what's on regular TV real quick. I had to do something like in 20 minutes, but I had, you know, time to kill. I go to regular TV. I don't have cable. 
I got two through 13 and all the other PBS and all that shit. So I just happen to put it on, on regular TV. I don't even fucking change any channels. Just right when it pops on, the Kings are playing. I'm like, oh shit. I didn't know the game was on regular TV. I thought it was uh, pay. I don't really care, but I was surprised. So I'm like, ah, I'll check it out. I saw the whole first overtime quarter of the last game that they won it. And that game was intense as hell. Okay? I can totally see how hockey is pretty badass. I can totally see it. I've seen a couple... I think I've seen a game when they were in the playoffs last time with Monkey. <gasps> who I think jumped on the bandwagon around that time too. <laughs> I think I went to like a restaurant to have a beer and watch a game with him. And uh, you know, I dug it. But I'm not like, oh yeah, man. This last series though... From what I saw, which was one quarter, <laughs> it was intense. And what I heard was that they were just neck and neck the whole time. So, uh, yeah, it was what I saw. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I didn't go straight to the Internet. Yeah, Kings, Kings. OK, I didn't do that because why? Because why, boys and girls? Because I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. That's why. God damn it. That's why. OK. I can I can watch this game this time. I can say, all right, that was cool. Now I can I kind of see what all the hoopla is all about with this sport that no one really cares about. Seems, maybe next year I'll start watching some games. I'm not gonna be waving my fucking king's banner around. <laughs> Everybody needs to relax. Now on the same note, kings just won it. It's over now. No more hockey. All of a sudden, the World Cup, which is gay by the way. James, don't say that word. Uh, whatever. Soccer's weak. All of a sudden, USA is in it. Look at all the soccer fans popping out. <laughs> USA, go USA. Oh, Christ. Get out of here. You see what I mean? It's one thing after another. Oh, boy. It's one thing after another. <laughs> That's all I got for you this week. What do you want from me? I, I couldn't think of anything that I was very angry about, except this. I'm not even that angry about it, but it just annoys me. Manfest gave me serenity. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you go. Bandwagon sports fans, mostly LA, I think. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. That's, that's going to do it. You know what? I uh, maybe have to apologize. This show maybe wasn't that good because I was just pretty much going over for half of it, going over Manfest. And I mean, Manfest 2014. And uh, I know when I hear other people on podcasts talking about something they did, it kind of gets boring. <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't boring, but I'm thinking. Uh, see, this year we had a blast, and I'm thinking maybe, maybe the the small number of guys because we had two cancel at the last minute because shit came up, so there was only six of us. Uh, I'm thinking if it, if the small group makes it like a more intimate thing or makes it more fun, I don't know. But I I kind of want to try and experiment next year, just telling a bunch of fucking people to go. But this time, I'm not going to stress myself out with planning anything. I'm just going to book the site and say, look, you bring your own beer, you bring your own food, and let's do it. That's what I think I'm going to do. And I'm just going to, oh man, I want to, let's try to blow it up next year. Okay? Manfest 15. Let's go all out. Let's get like 30 dudes out there. <laughs> be cockfest. That would be awesome. I think, Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot anyway, but, uh, I'll keep you posted on that. So yeah, maybe I'll invite all you fuckheads, all you listeners. If you want to come up, ah, I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I don't know. Some of you, you might be weirdos. You might try to jump in my tent with me at night. Yeah, I got a big tent. Maybe I'll allow it. All right. That's about it for me, boys and girls. I'll see you next time until then. And as always, stay dangerous, my friends. Later.